knew I was hooked. You blush at each keystroke of XO without getting one look at the other side guy. His pics might be fake. This type of shit happens every day. I'm no rock star, clock watching Joan, who's resting to liquor. I'll stone like lawn gnomes. No girlfriend, no hookups, just love lord and fucked up. No friend who just vent on one who say all bets off. Content was canceled, you answered my email. Turns out you're bummed out, didn't want to give details. I made it OD, I could feel your heartbeat. I miss you, never met you, XO MC. You are listening to TV on the radio here on BFF.FM. I'm Jessica, and I'm here with Leah. Good morning, Leah. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Um, that was a song about using technology to find your soulmate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, in that specific case, it was Friendster, sure. R.I.P. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but today we are talking about using the technology of my renewed AMC Plus subscription. <laughs> I told you not to cancel. I shouldn't have canceled it. I had it for uh, two months for two dollars a month, and I canceled it. And I thought I was, I thought I was beating the system. Nope. But they got me back at nine dollars. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, well worth it. Yeah, well worth it. actually, well worth it to watch the AMC show uh, Soulmates, which you've been talking about for a long time now. Yeah, you've been on the Soulmates tip for years, I think. I <laughs> finally quite. catching up. Not quite. No. But uh, just so all of our listeners know, I'm in my Brett Goldstein era uh, currently, have been for many, many months now. Mm -hmm. uh, some of you may know Brett Goldstein as Roy Kent on Ted Lasso. Uh, that's where I was first introduced to him. But recently, uh, yeah, for for, for many, many months, I have been exploring the back catalog of his podcast, Films to be Buried With. Mm -hmm. And it has been an absolute delight. 
And I have a question. Have you watched any of the movies that you oh, added yeah. to your list? Oh, I have. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We're seven movies in already. Right. I have been making steady progress, all thanks to Brett Goldstein. He has really improved my life in many ways. That's great. Um, but his podcast is an absolute delight. And um, of the hundred plus episodes that I have listened to, about 60 of those have Brett Goldstein starting off by saying, like, you can now watch Ted Lasso season one on oh, Apple yeah. <laughs> Apple TV, and you can also watch Soulmates on it. It's also on Amazon if you don't have AMC Plus. It is on Prime. It is not. It's I, not. It not is maybe on. it used to be, but it's not anymore. I, I don't know. I think it still is. But anyway, either way, the uh, the AMC Plus will <laughs> it'll stand you. It'll do you right. But yeah, I watched Witches of Mayfair after recently. Oh, you did? Thumbs down. Oh, okay. That's too bad. Sorry, Anne Rice. <laughs> <laughs> She's dead. She doesn't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, Brett Goldstein has been saying you can now watch Ted Lasso season one. And then mm-hmm. he says, and you can watch my show Soulmates, which is on whatever it's on. And he said, one will make you feel good about your life. The other will make you question all your relationships. Mm. Uh it, your mileage may vary on how you interpret which one he was talking about, but <laughs> <laughs> Soulmates is a show created by Brett Goldstein and the Will somebody, the Black the Black Mirror guy. Oh, that makes sense. I forget, sort of has Black forget Mirror his vibe. name. I apologize. Uh, I'm sure he was as important to William the Bridges. William Bridges, that's right. Whose name doesn't link to its own Wikipedia article, so Ooh. <laughs> you can probably be forgiven for forgetting him. Maybe he's an AI. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so the show is called Soulmates. Really weird. Brett Goldstein wrote a show about me before even meeting me, but okay, we'll go with it. Um, <laughs> and it's about a time in the uh, near future, not too distant future, where there is a test created that... Uh, much like a 23 and me, you take a test and it tells you who your soulmate is. Mm-hmm. And um, it's an anthology. It's six episodes. And uh, it just, I found it, inter- I find the premise really interesting. Yeah. And I found the way they gamed out what the world would look like with technology like this extremely compelling. And, yeah, me uh, too. I was into it. Um yeah, like you said, it takes place in the near future. So at this point, the technology is like, I guess, on its way to mainstream. Yeah, there's and- there's a few different timelines. At one point, they say something about the year 2023. Yes, that's and- when the soul particle was discovered. Oh, okay. And then um, there's another episode where characters are talking about when they got married in 2026. Right. Um, and it hadn't, it didn't exist yet in 2026. Yeah. But so yeah, some not, of it not too distant future yeah as you said it's an uh, an anthology so each episode has different characters yeah um but uh you know quite a bit of it is concerned with how this affects you know people who are already married or in relationships when when this technology emerges and you know deciding whether or not to take the test Mm -hmm. and um yeah yeah it's it's very interesting i i loved this season which was six episodes and it's supposed to have a second season, and it just feels like the possibilities are, are endless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they are. I have get at me, Breckles. <laughs> I have many yeah, I many have ideas, ideas for what we'll you could do that. for season two. Um, uh, but first, first of all, would you take the test under any circumstances? Sure. If somebody <laughs> held a gun to my head and was like, okay. "You have to take this test," or like, oh, "Yeah," or if the fate of the world rests on you taking this test, of mm-hmm. course I would take the test. But this is obviously 
accursed. You referred to it as like a monkey's paw. Right. And it's obviously a cursed thing that will ruin the world. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it's interesting to think about, like, I mean, because, like, obviously in the world of this show, I think it's something that's, like, probably expensive to do, right? You know? So yeah. I think about, like, how this will affect different, um, you know, cultures around the world. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. But I also, I mean, the monkey's paw thing, I went into it. I think I've talked about this before. <clears throat> um, this I'm already going to get off on a huge tangent. But, like, I went into it kind of expecting it to be a tale about, like, um, seeding decision to technology mm -hmm. and that being a sort of like monkey's paw situation where you have intervened um on fate mm -hmm. and you will be punished for it there'll mm -hmm. be some sort of cosmic retribution for um i guess doing something that like flies in the face of god right sure whether you wanted to, to imagine it as god or like the natural order or capitalism yeah <laughs> <laughs> um uh where was I going? With the monkey's that? paw. I mean, the show, and uh, thankfully, the show is not that simplistic. It's yeah. not just about people being punished for taking the test or um, accepting the monkey's paw or whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> um, but I started thinking about how common a trope that is, you know, like uh, a, the be careful what you wish for. Yeah, yeah. Line. It's something that on the surface seems like, of course, everyone wants to find their soulmate. It's so. Easy. Yeah, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you? you want to find the person who's perfect for yeah. you? Um, and <laughs> so I did some important scholastic research, by which I mean I went to tvtropes.com. <laughs> okay, great. Which is a great website. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but I was like scrolling through all the like TV example. I mean, obviously it's not exhaustive. It's a user-generated information website, I believe. We got to um, get on this, Jess. <laughs> gotta add our wealth of knowledge yeah yeah to the but lexicon. like i was scrolling through their examples of the be careful what you wish for storyline and mm -hmm. i was shocked at how much of it is um concentrated in children's television and then i started to wonder like is this just a thing like we do to scare children into like compliance into compliance yeah mm -hmm. like not wanting more not like mm -hmm. you know asking for anything and then I started thinking, like, is this why I always go into these situations like this? Like, I always think, like, nothing, you know, everything is too good to be true. Yeah. There's no free lunch. Yeah. Um, like, if you if you want more out of life, that's some sort of, like, entitlement or yeah. bullshit. And then I was like, it's because I watch too much television. Yeah. It's like, I didn't internalize this. I this is why I've, like, grown into this, like, ambitionless person that I because <laughs> I just, like, learned from... Muppet babies that you shouldn't want too much. <laughs> Don't leave the nursery. Yeah. <laughs> I, I fully, I have talked about this exhaustively. So apologies to any of our longtime readers who have heard me talk about my upbringing in Ireland. But Ireland as a nation is very, like, on our flag, there should be the word notions at the bottom. Because... <laughs> The one thing Irish people hate above anything is somebody being quote unquote uppity or right. thinking that they are entitled to anything mm -hmm. other than a famine <laughs> or colonialism. A single like, potato. The, the famine, we somehow brought that upon ourselves. Like all of it. <laughs> for wanting um, two potatoes. For, yeah, just, you. yeah, for living in a beautiful place and, you know, mm. seeking any type of joy that was outside what was sanctioned by the Catholic Church. But... Um, so I truly do. And it's funny because I work with somebody who is very 
high performing, very uh I don't know. He's he's an older white gentleman. I'm mm-hmm. sure that plays into it, but I accept a certain amount of discomfort in things that through many years of working in the situation I'm in, I'm like, huh, maybe I don't have to do right. that. Like <laughs> I get these requests from people that I work with where they're like, this doesn't look like this. Can you change it? And I was like, I don't think so. That's the program. And then I call somebody and they're like, yeah, we can change that. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I, yeah, same, exact same feeling where I'm just (laughs) like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, Like, (laughs) wow, (laughs) maybe I should dare to dream that Mm. my... Microsoft Word would function the way I needed to or whatever. Have you tried asking Clippy for help? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I totally agree with that. And um, the thing I liked about this show is that, as you said, it's not a straight crime and punishment take right. on it. If you, if you ask for something or if you avail yourself of this technology, everything will be terrible. But it's just an exploration of the very, very real ways that that impacts people. Like, as you said, a lot of it's concerned with the fact people who are already in the midst of their lives and then it comes out that this technology is available. If you're 20 years into a marriage with someone, if you're two years into a marriage Mm -hmm. with someone, do you take a test and say like, e close, but no cigar? Like, do you blow up your life? And the first episode actually specifically deals with that. It features a married couple starring Sarah Snook from Mm -hmm. Succession, Shiv Roy. Um, and her very handsome husband living in... Was that the guy from Russian Doll? I don't know. Okay. Maybe. I, I put him in my notes as the hot guy from Russian Doll. <laughs> he may be, be actually. Yes, I feel like I'd seen him somewhere before, but yeah. I didn't know where. It probably was Russian Doll, okay. now that you say it, but I didn't put that together. I've erased Russian Doll from my memory. Oh, okay. um, loved it, first season. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so it deals with, you know, basically really the the creeping doubt that that right. this would bring to any relationship and their relationship is already somewhat strained they got married young yeah they've raised kids it's been they've been married a really long time they're in the midst of raising kids so yeah, it's not yeah. even that they have raised kids and but yeah it would amplify like any quiet doubt you ever had mm-hmm. like um like we got married really young and like i didn't um or, you know, yeah. Any I didn't fuck it, around and find out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, it would amplify that yeah. thousandfold in your head. Um, yeah. Yeah, I really liked this episode. I'm curious about which episodes you found uh, strong and if you thought there were any weak links. But, yes, um, I did. Yeah. Stay tuned just... for our controversial <laughs> opposing takes on one of the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And like, I guess, so there will be spoilers since we're talking about it, as always, but um they really are i think trying to hold it together Mm -hmm. and then she and she is the person who's who's questioning which yeah i think is 100 percent correct (laughs) men are just (laughs) in a groove they get in a rut and they furnish it and stay there for many years um Um, so she takes the test but she does not take the test oh she does she goes decides to and then when she's sitting there she decides that this life that they have built together is worth more to her than this potential unknown out there and she comes back and very tearily explains to him that she's sorry she's been distant and she knows that she's been acting erratically and she explains to him about how their life and the memories that they have and she's like i looked over there on the rug and that's where i gave birth which okay (laughs) 
no thank you um <laughs> but all of that and she very tearfully explains you know like that's worth more to me than any piece of paper explaining some why somebody would be my soulmate like that couldn't be the situation and then he breaks down and tells her that he took the test right and so it ends with again them, with their respective soulmates that they've split up mm-hmm. for um doing like the kid drop off mm-hmm. and they both betray like just the slightest regret at having upended their lives and yeah. i thought that was interesting because it is like a suggestion that you know soulmate aside there's no real substitute for someone that you've built an entire life yeah with. i think the entire thesis of the show is contained in this episode and yeah. it's all in that very the literal last line is he tells her that he misses her and she says don't you know like yeah. whatever it's water under the bridge let it go she doesn't say that she just says don't or whatever and then he says but is this better yeah. and that's the entire thesis of the show yeah, yeah. like is this better like what even I, I went and looked up the definition of soulmate. <laughs> I was like, what even is a soulmate? Like you hear all your life about soulmate, but like, yeah. how do they define, how does anyone define a soulmate? And it's, it basically, the definition is something like somebody whose ideals align very closely with yours. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, like that's. So I, before we go on to the next episode, I want to talk about that. Yeah. Like, do you believe in soulmate? No. Okay. And so is like a, the concept of a soulmate, like fundamentally, like, not a religious concept, but does it imply the existence of God or some sort of supernatural order? Yeah, I don't. Yes, I do think that, yeah, there's some divinity to it where mm-hmm. it's like this is the one person that right. you can build a life with. And if you've lived for any amount of time, you know that that's not true. Right. Um, there's no one person that you can build a life with because hell is other people. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there are... People change over the course of their mm-hmm. lives. If I had married anybody I was with at 18, what a fucking disaster my right. life would have been. Yeah, if I yeah. had married anyone I was with at 27, what a fucking... Oh, no, sorry. I met my husband at 27. <laughs> Let's say 25. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking disaster. Yeah. You know, you change over the course of your life and your needs change. I think relationships are an amazing mirror to help you find out about yourself mm-hmm. and find out about find out about other people and a lot of the time it clarifies what you don't want as much as what you do want and that is all part of being a human and participating in a society and I think that the very concept of a soulmate as one person who will fulfill all your needs is antisocial to the fucking nth degree like Holding yourself up away from other people just to be with somebody who aligns perfectly with all your ideals and beliefs is not any way to live your life. Yeah, I I mean, I, I agree with all of that. And something interesting about this show is that it doesn't question the concept. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm curious if that'll come up in future episodes, if there are any, or if it is... Uh, if it's fundamental to the show that like there is no um, doubt about the concept, like well, I, there no one, there's no like cynic. Even the people who don't want to take the test, it's not because they don't believe in it. You no, know? I, and even like there's a couple episodes that concern themselves with the Christian Church, and yeah, even they don't doubt the concept. You know, which I found interesting. Yeah, but I think as a society, we don't doubt the concept either. I think that's a hundred percent. You correct. and I are currently on record as doubting. It. No, but I think that globally the concept of soulmates exists and we're all familiar with it and we all know it right and that's what you are looking for hypothetically in a relationship is 
it, you know, everybody. Right, but no one in the world of this show, you it's truly one other person on this earth. Mm-hmm. And like a couple of the episodes concern people traveling to different countries to mm-hmm. meet their soulmate. And I think when we talk about it, like on The Bachelor, when someone says they want to meet their soulmate, they don't mean, they don't really think it could be someone who's like working like in uh <laughs> or just you know like someone who's currently in antarctica working with penguins but like, I, they don't think it's that person that remote person sure and that there's a you know huge chance that they will never cross paths with them you know yeah but i think in that same way that you were talking about earlier like that you know that societal messaging of like don't ask for more like yeah the concept of soulmates is also something to keep people in line right like it's something to keep like, hey, go along. Like this is the prescribed path. Yeah. This is the only way forward. This is like what everybody is looking for. And so this is what you have to find. I mean, I truly in the year 2022 see literally no reason why we haven't outlawed people under 35 being married. <laughs> I just don't think it should be legal. I mean, I know that we're having a lot of issues right now with rights being restricted. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about marriage. Let's get that off the fucking table. Um, I, yeah, women can do whatever the fuck they want with their bodies for all eternity, but nobody should be legally allowed to marry someone before you've lived 35 years of life and realized who you are as a person and what you want. People yeah, but do I mean, when, you're, strive. when you say that, don't you really mean that marriage is a fundamentally flawed concept? Of course, but it's still the societal norm. Norm, yeah. and it's still the it's still the societal goal, right? Like that is still I I mean, it truly is for all the progress women have made, it's still anyone who's unmarried is is still looked upon as a failure or yeah. You know, even the terms of language around divorce, it's like you had a failed marriage. It's like, fuck that. I had 85 failed relationships before I ever got married. Like, what makes being married more bad than that? You know, like, just all of it is just, yeah, the societal pressure around, like, finding one person is obviously deeply flawed. Obviously. But, I mean, I think Mm -hmm. in this world... Yes, we don't see any of those explicit conversations. There's a little bit of it in in this episode where she's sort of arguing with her brother about like, don't you think this is ridiculous? And they talk about how, oh, you know, when your soulmate was taking the test, did you feel a pull? They say you feel a pull when your soulmate's (laughs) taking the test and things like that. And, you know, they kind of dismiss it. And there is... um, you know, these people are saying, like, I would never do it or whatever. But, yeah, in a way, they're already trapped. They're trapped in a marriage. So it's like you have to tell yourself that because the new shiny toy isn't really for you or is it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I just think that that's what all of society leans towards. So there's no point in anyone questioning the concept of soulmates. I don't think anyone's going to object to this on, like, a philosophical ground. Just, like... DNA testing like 23 and me nobody is going to you know I don't think anyone gamed out the fact that like people you're related to can be showing up at your at your door you know like all those people in Indiana who found out that they were related because the sperm doctor had been or oh, the yeah. doctor had been impregnating their parents in situations like that um yeah nobody gained gamed out any of the bad stuff to come from that but it just exists that was as like a thing. Yeah, well, I was thinking about 
what the resistance would be to a soulmate's test. And I imagine initially they're, because it just does seem like an intervention on some sort of natural order. Again, maybe that's just by childhood indoctrination from but is but do <laughs> you television do you but like then when believe... people, we started doing genetic testing for unborn mm-hmm. uh, babies um that was initially looked upon as like flying kind of in like, the face of god yeah, yeah ivf all of yeah. that yeah a hundred percent like that's intervening I mean, airplanes are intervening in the natural order. All of Trust it. Trust me, I think about that every time I'm driving, thirty thousand feet in the air, driving a car. This is, is literally flying in the face of God, yes. and He's going to one day strike me down personally. Yeah. Just hopefully not the airplane you're in. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I mean, because in that way, do you think then that the natural order for any of those poor twenty-two-year-old bitches who end up on The Bachelor is preordained that you are going to meet your soulmate through the bachelor you know like i guess i mean i think people people like that i think i mean in the way you people i guess believe in soulmates i guess if you have that amount of faith faith that there's one person out there for you then you might as well have faith that like god will put you on the path to meeting them you know so mm-hmm. and the path you to feel like them. going on the bachelor is is for you like god wants you to meet your soulmate there and get you know 55,000 Instagram followers. That's <laughs> yeah. just what God wants Yeah, for that's you. what I was going to say. Yeah, the path to meeting your soulmate goes through having starting a podcast, yeah. having a deal with Lomans, having SpawnCon <laughs> on your Instagram. And Wait, then, does Lomans still exist? No, Ugh. I don't think so. RIP. And then meeting somebody on Bachelor in Paradise, not yeah. actually The Bachelor. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but in that same token, so yeah, thinking about what the resistance would be to this, there's also the fact of that we haven't even gotten into any of the actual issues that that sort of come about through the course of the show. Mm-hmm. So the first episode is about the married couple who then do he takes the test. Of yeah. course, he would weak. And <laughs> <laughs> and um, then the next episode, is that about the it's about the art? No, the art history professor. Who oh, gets, yes, uh, yes, yes. OK. Scammed. Okay, so the next one is about an art history professor who, as you said, gets gets scammed by um, somebody seeking revenge, and they actually hack into the system and fake results that mm-hmm. um, he had taken the test. I guess it years. Says, it doesn't matter. Well, he yeah. had taken the test, but set his profile to private because he met his wife in the interim and yeah, didn't want to know. Yeah. Um. Uh, and so it's this sordid tale where uh, he had been involved with this lady's sister and she had killed herself when she was mm-hmm. in college. He was a professor, tale as old as time. And uh, and anyway, at the end, she ruins him, sort of. Yeah. Um, but is anyone ever canceled? We don't know. Yeah, well, actually I ruined. <laughs> interesting, you know, for reasons kind of unrelated to the, the whole central premise of the show. Because she gets, you know, gets blackmail on him Mm -hmm. and um, he hunts her down at the motel she's staying at and threatens her both physically and, you know, tells her that, like, if you ruin me, I will ruin you Mm -hmm. back, essentially. And I thought that was sort of the crux of the show is that, like, the the future when we're all we've all been living online for multiple generations, like you can always just get into an eternal blackmail battle. Yeah. Someone is just going to be people. Everybody's got nudes back compromise on yeah. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have much more to say about this episode, but I, 
Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought having the second episode of the show be about the ways in which this is going to be leveraged to um, mm-hmm. manipulate and demoralize people was really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's and it was 100% exciting. where it's going to go. Yeah. You mentioned that at the end of this, the last scene of this episode is her driving away in a car. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see her. She's just basically posted this video of him threatening her physically and she's cut it in a way that it looks whatever anyway it's it's very physically assaulting yeah it's very damning and uh you see her driving away and she's got a look of both sort of like delight and sort of terror on her face and i think that's a great note to end it on because is anyone ever canceled yeah. I mean, does this do anything for this guy? Maybe now he has to teach at a junior college instead right. of a, you know. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was yeah, that was a nice touch. Yeah, yeah. So the third episode is the one about um, a young married couple who... Improbably hot married couple yeah. who have opened their relationship just recently. Mm-hmm. Um, they have been experimenting with having an open relationship. And then the wife's soulmate turns up and she's a woman who mm-hmm. does not identify as gay. Um, and then the they the husband and wife make a pact that, you know, this woman, your soulmate can be in our life mm-hmm. as our friend, which is what the soulmate professes to want. Um, but the one rule is you can't ever sleep with her because mm-hmm. she's your soulmate and that's too big. You know, you can't sleep with your soulmate. Um, and, uh, of course the soulmate decides she wants to sleep with her and they do sleep together and then the married couple break up. Um, and then it just explores the soulmate's relationship from there and about how it explicitly says how, like, one person can't meet all your needs. Like, this person doesn't fit in the way that, like, her husband used to take care of her. We see her, her husband's very, um, affectionate and... Uh, then we see her caring and nurturing. Yeah. Her soulmate who has her own life. She's an artist. Mm -hmm. She has all these friends. And when the wife Libby like is needy, like the, this other woman does not fulfill her needs Mm -hmm. by like telling her everything's going to be okay. And I'm going to take care of you. Like she's, she already had a fraught relationship where she took care of her sick mom for many years and vowed that she's not going to be a caregiver again. And yeah, I thought it was interesting that exactly like you said, it explores how, one person can't fulfill all your needs. And I thought it was a really, it ends with the husband also summoning his soulmate. And the and husband has gotten back, essentially, they're they're tentatively back together as a polycule now or whatever. Yeah, so this, yeah. this second soulmate shows up and it ends with them trying to like get to know each other with the possibility that all four of them are yeah. going to live together. And I thought, yeah. At like the beginning of the mainstreaming of this technology, that's exactly what's going to happen. Like yeah. any hot young married couple is going to like open their mind to polyamory immediately. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and it would make polyamory so much easier. Yeah. If not exactly in this situation because the people who are already married found out they're not soulmates. But like if you knew that someone was your soulmate, but you wanted to have sex with other people, like presumably that would take a the worry yeah, away that, that you're going to form a deeper wins. emotional yeah. bond <laughs> exactly. with someone else. Yeah. So, like, you just do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm always going to be your soulmate. Yeah. Yeah. You get, Science said it, baby. Don't you worry. Get, <laughs> you get to wear a thing one, thing two shirt in your, <laughs> your polyamory couple. It's great. Um, Although I guess that would raise the, like, 
the problematic potential of like if everyone in the polycule found their soulmates and then oh like, it, all, it just becomes exponential but yeah, but i also but i also do think and if my husband's listening to this i'm not suggesting we open up our marriage but i do think <laughs> that the future of the world is going back to community-based living i do think that people living and raising kids individually is an insane strain on society and everything. Yeah. And I mean, I think that community-based living makes sense for so many fucking ways, for so many reasons. Um, and I have, I'm a grown up and I have no desire to live with other people yeah. at this point in my life. That's <laughs> the only flaw. Everybody would need a mansion. Um, but other than that, I mean, I, I love the idea of having, I mean, it's part of the reason I live in a city is part of yeah. the reason is, you know, being surrounded by people and feeling part of a community. And I was trying to think about this show deals a lot in the ways in which this technology would be manipulated and the ways in which this technology is harmful. And I was trying to think, are there any ways that this technology is actually beneficial if this was a situation? And mm -hmm. are there any that you've thought of? Because I have a few. Um, I I don't, it just, <laughs> I was trying to game out like other scenarios when trying to come up with my episode or season two ideas. Yeah. And they are all bad. But <laughs> I, I mean, I'm curious what you have to say. But I think, as I said, I am fundamentally trained to think like this is this is, uh, you know, too good to be true. So I think in situations where everybody has bought into the notion of like this is a scientific process where yeah. like this is your soulmate, I think it could make huge strides in a community based support you know like you said i mean yeah hot couples are immediately gonna open themselves up to polyamory yeah. and then um i think there's that but i also do think that it could make inroads in terms of transphobia homophobia fat phobia mm -hmm. i mean if you are somebody who is scientifically if you're a fucking andrew tate douchebag and you're scientifically told that your your soulmate is let's say lizzo like <laughs> I just think that it's at least yeah. one barrier to like, I don't know if you're saying like, I'm just doing it for science. I'm just getting to know this person. Right. Like, I think there's potential yeah, for things like that where, yeah, it like could lessen things like that. Yeah. If you're, yeah, if you get to go home and tell your parents like my soulmate is a trans man, then they're like, well, science. Yeah. How am I going to I guess that's that? my problem is um, I love that this is just accepted in the world of the show that mm -hmm. it's just true it's science um when i think when i think about it like i fundamentally just don't believe in soulmates and i well because like... none of us have souls right so. <laughs> do you believe i'm you dead on the inside so find my soul soulmate bitch. <laughs> yeah. um yeah it's just hard for me to get past that that doubt about the, the, the entire concept okay yeah um yeah guess when when we're in the writer's room for season yeah. two i'm gonna have to you're gonna have to, to get past that for sure yeah um yeah uh okay so episode four i feel is like where we differ yeah it's called the layover mm -hmm. and it's about um mateo who is has stopped <laughs> in mexico for a layover yeah a layover on his way to colombia to meet his soulmate manuel Manuel. Miguel. Miguel. Manuel, sorry. <laughs> and he meets another guy at the bar and they end up um, having a sexual encounter. And then this guy, Jonah. Just handies. Yeah, <laughs> mutual handies. 
not even a sexual encounter. <laughs> okay. Really. Shirts were on still. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this guy Jonah steals his passport. And then it turns into this whole like after Escapade. hours like mm-hmm. chase through the, the city. And there's a psychic involved and uh, a rave and like roach cockroach racing, which I found mm-hmm. very charming for some reason. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's this whole crazy and many uh, allusions to rom-coms yeah oh were there like yeah what? they talk about like aren't you gonna run after me in the cab oh and, yeah, like, yeah they talk about you know rom-com tropes yeah so over the course of this guy robbing him and then trying to help him get his passport back so he can make his flight to Colombia, they sort of have a, a spark and um I loved this episode. <laughs> I loved, I don't think I've ever seen Bill Skarsgård in uh-huh. anything, but mm-hmm. I found him so funny. Well, did you see Coco? Because no. the dog with the weird eyes was played by Bill, <laughs> not really, but like that's, <laughs> that character in Coco reminds me so much of Bill Skarsgård. Uh-huh. I fucking hated this episode really? to the point where I did not let my husband watch this episode. I said, this episode's trash. Let's skip over it. <laughs> He has not yet seen it. And you are now the second person who's been like, best episode of the season. I loved it. It was very different tonally from the other episodes. And it's the only one that was written by, I forget, a different writer, (laughs) not (laughs) um, Brett Goldstein and the Mm -hmm. other co-creator. So, yeah, I guess if you, whatever. I just found found Bill Skarsgård so charming. He's got this scary face. He looks like he's ready to murder you. Um, but he has these really good, like, comedic reactions to stuff. And Jessica. <laughs> I, I thought he was great. And the episode has a real wackiness to it. Like, it doesn't completely make sense. It's uh, it's very unrealistic. Um, they the, the way this adventure goes down makes no sense at all. Um, there's a scene where they're... Uh, he's getting his tarot cards read. That's by... Bill Skarsgård. That's I'm gonna mean. Tweet. <laughs> also, that dog's. I love a Mexican hairless. He's so. adorable. <laughs> yeah, Bill Skarsgård, not so adorable. I yeah. he's one of the lesser Skarsgårds. How dare! Um, I hated his chompy chomp overacting. I hated his see, googly I didn't even eyes. Think he was overacting that much. I hated his <laughs> seven feet lanky body. I hated his flip flops. All of it. <laughs> I also thought it was it. visually very pleasing. It was very colorful. Um, yeah, they steal these kids' bikes at some point to ride somewhere. And like as night falls, the bikes inexplicably are covered in glow sticks, sure. which is very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I found it really like a fun adventure. I love a story that like takes place over the course of one night. Mm-hmm. You know? Sure. Um like like after hours, like that one episode of Ted Lasso that was inexplicably based on after hours. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hated that episode. I hated that episode too. Coach um, Beard takes a walk. Yeah, <laughs> keep walking, motherfucker. <laughs> um, yeah, and it ends with uh, uh, Mateo is about to leave. Finally, he gets yeah. his passport after an unlikely rescue from a warehouse full of uh, contraband Explosives. and scary ladies with AK-47s. Um, and he goes and then he comes back. I thought I actually could have dealt without him coming coming back back, because I had sort of a tender goodbye and it made, it made more sense for him to leave or for it to be left ambiguous. Um, but he ends up coming back and, uh, I thought it was sweet. And then I also thought like 
these people are being hunted by both the corrupt police force and like a drug cartel, so they should probably pick a different town. Yeah, <laughs> why don't you go run your scam somewhere else? Yeah, or, yeah you might want to move. Um, yeah, the thing that I found most interesting actually about this episode was the conversation about uh, what was the other guy's name? Jonah. Jonah. Uh, Jonah was telling him like, you're going to meet your soulmate and you're an absolute fucking mess. Like yeah. you should not do this. And I was like, I don't fundamentally agree with that. Like if it's your soulmate, yes, it's a boring accountant in Colombia or yeah. whatever. Like, <laughs> but if it's your soulmate, they're not going to care that you're an absolute mess. Yeah, but Maybe he also picked up on the fact that Miguel was apparently stalling, you know, like he has this nagging doubt mm -hmm. about the whole idea. Yeah. And at, yeah, at the end when he's finally in the taxi, he's like, you're going to try to convince me to stay, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. Like he do doesn't want to go. He yeah. doesn't in his heart believe that either this person this is will a, be soulmate a soulmate or that it's a real a real thing. Um, yeah, I, I love this episode. Highly recommend. Okay. If you watch one episode of Soulmates, <laughs> never want to see Bill Skarsgård darken four. my TV screen ever again. <laughs> Hate him so much. Um, so okay, so episode episode five is the one uh, where the this was kid, one of my favorite was it? episodes. I love this episode. The um, basket case looking kid from Stranger Things. <laughs> Can I have is... to narrow that down? Charlie Heaton. <laughs> Charlie Heaton. <laughs> the one who looks like he hasn't slept in 35 days. Years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, oh, it opens with this woman who's like documenting her adventures and like all this travel. And then finally she takes the soulmate test yeah. and she documents getting the results and finding that her soulmate hasn't taken the test yet. Yeah. Cut to Jonathan from Stranger Things. He has taken the test. She's his soulmate. She's already died in yeah. a car accident. Mm -hmm. So it's about him. Loved that concept. Yeah. Yeah. It's about him going to like this sort of church prayer group, support group for people in similar situations. Well, he had tried to commit suicide. Uh, yeah. Based on yes. this, this information. <laughs> <laughs> he meets uh, a woman, Malin Ackerman. I forget what her name is. Love her. Yeah, I love her. Yeah. And they get, uh, end up in this. She's also in the group because yeah. she, her soulmate died. Yeah. As well. They end up in this cult, and I'm going to need you to explain it to me. Uh, they, You know, the church believes that killing yourself is a sin, right? No, killing, yeah, the church believes that killing yourself is yeah. a sin, and this cult is like, your soulmate wants you to be with them. Right. So we So it's about the idea that, like, your soulmate's in heaven, and, like, you can... It's right for you to yeah. be with your soulmate. Um, Was it a real cult, or was it just 100% a scam? Because they I, try to get these people to sign their estates over to yeah. the... I mean, yes, every cult's a scam, right? But like, yes, I think it was a, a cult that went from town to town, okay. like pop, you know, setting up shop and saying, yeah, like preying on these types but of But it's groups. not like Heaven's Gate where like the leaders of this cult were scamming these people. They weren't going to kill themselves. Right? Oh, never. Okay, yeah. Okay. The leaders were never going to kill themselves. Um, yeah. So they are, they get into this cult that's understood that they're all going to ascend to heaven at some point. For some reason, they are issued these like clothes that make them look like Dust Bowl migrants yeah. from 1930. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. sure why. I feel like yeah. cults should have something of an aspirational so fashion I think, sense. I think that was a Bonnie and Clyde design choice for when they're trying to escape at the end. Oh, really? Maybe? I don't know. No, I'm, still, I'm <laughs> totally reaching on that. Um, I liked this episode, too. It ends on kind of a, a hopeful note. Surprisingly, this episode features people vomiting mm -hmm. a lot. Start I'm of any good relationship. Really 
on record as saying that any type of bodily emission will gross me the fuck. I don't know. That's that's not my wheelhouse. Well, that's Hate not it. unusual. <laughs> don't want to see it. Fair and, enough. And I, I mean, there's entire porns around that. Just people. Some people are really into it. I don't know. But saying there's an entire porn yeah. around any sort of concept doesn't <laughs> yeah. mean it's normal. <laughs> or but you know. but anyway. Uh, Normally, like, that would rule it out for me. Just oh, like Bill okay. Skarsgård in his flip-flops ruled out that episode right. for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I didn't mind it. I was okay with them vomiting. Um, yeah. yeah, it ends on, like, a hopeful note where, yeah, they realize that, you know, there's plenty of life to be lived even without yeah. a soulmate. And I think in a show that's about, like, having nagging doubts about a sort of concept of faith, I, I like that you see them both like they ostensibly just believe it's true mm-hmm. that when they die, they will be with their soulmates. Yeah. But it's like their sort of quiet journey from like, that's right. That's, that's what we should do then. Right. Like yeah. it's, this is definitely happening. They're definitely up there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> to like, you know, maybe there is, like you said, some yeah. life to be lived before, yeah. before that, or maybe it's not real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Anything else to say about that episode? I don't want to run out of time before we get to our no. season two concepts. No, nothing else. Okay. So the last episode, uh, The Power Ballad of Caitlin Jones. Yes. Is uh, Marie from Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> she is a meek, um, ostensibly charitable-hearted woman who works in a soup kitchen. She, uh, um, she, you see her coworkers like take advantage of her. She's real put upon and has a history of domestic violence and, and her, her yeah her boyfriend's not even really oh, that's her boyfriend right. who's like a douchebag who's living in her apartment yeah, fucking yeah. Doug Doug yeah um I forgot the circumstances under which she takes the test but she meets her soulmate he is uh, a smooth operator very handsome very scary yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah just sort of like a a tall a doctor I think mm-hmm. who had worked in combat situations um she and then so he invites her over well so before yeah. that first red flag whenever a man is interested in you on a date and asks you questions sociopath men don't do that <laughs> so if a man, if, a man if a man's wanting to know something about you run well he no. asked her what were you like in high school yeah. and she starts answering and he immediately interrupts her and i was like that oh okay out. okay okay sorry i forgot that part i just remembered her like him like being interested in her which not really first red vibes. flag yeah <laughs> but yes yeah, so eventually he so he does some kind of weird stuff like he drags her down an alley and tells mm-hmm. her to like listen to like her heart and calm herself and like not feel fear and things like that and then eventually he does invite her over to his house where she sees him brutally murder a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so he chases her back to her house and they, um, he tries, he says something like, I I wanted you to see who I really was or something. Yeah, because we're soulmates and I yeah. figured you'd be the same or whatever. Right. I so, wanted to see like who my soulmate would be and like that they would understand and, um, you know relate to what I'm doing over here with the brutal murder. And so I I guess I won't explain every detail of the episode, but it ends with um, he summons her and he's got that idiot Doug Mm -hmm. tied up and Mm -hmm. he like lets her kill Doug. Yeah. And I, 
it was really unclear to me how she was feeling like she oh she's also in the interim like attacked in a dark alley because this woman loves walking down a dark alley <laughs> yeah truly when you're like scared of the entire world make sure you walk down a series of increasingly dark and isolated <laughs> paths yeah um uh, and she tases this guy and then is about to leave and then she tases him to death and uh well was it to death i, I mean, think she did okay i think that was what we were to take away from that self-defense <laughs> um and anyway, so it ends with this guy saying, like, I guess the implication is he's a serial killer or a sociopath. He had presumed she would be the same. This episode starts and ends with her six On months past yeah. this and uh, you're talking to a date at the bar. And um, she says, things didn't work out with my soulmate, but I learned a lot about myself yeah. from him. Mm -hmm. And then the end she he says he's a doctor she says like i have a thing for doctors and i guess the implication is that she's going to kill him right mm -hmm, what she sure. learned about herself is that she likes killing people sure i thought this episode for me it was the weak link okay i um i thought it raised a lot of really interesting possibilities like reasons why it wouldn't work out with your soulmate mm -hmm. um just the concept like we've already talked about about how you know it's sort of against the whole idea of soulmates like the value of relationships even if they don't work out just like you learn about yourself yeah. you learn you grow as a person um and the whole idea of like what if you meet your soulmate and he's an objectively like bad person yeah i thought those were all really interesting yeah. <laughs> i just didn't buy her journey from like uh meek like terrified woman to like out and proud serial killer <laughs> well because i think that's part of i mean in that same way that you know, like relationships are about holding a mirror up to you. I also mm -hmm. do think that like maybe that's a part of herself that she had been suppressing all of her life. And that's why she does all these like good deeds. And that's why she's like outwardly projecting all this. Yeah. And it's kind of about like if you get the permission to actually like, you know, follow your your nature, like where could that lead? Like a, what, you know, this relationship ostensibly was the relationship that somebody in the show grew the most from like she sure. did actually learn something about herself <laughs> that like she wasn't the victim she had perceived herself mm -hmm. as um uh i don't know in 2022 i can see really 2023 by the way whatever year it is i can see real easily how you'd you'd learn to love being a serial killer <laughs> Um, that was show parody. Was in 2020. Just, just kidding. We are a parody podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cannot be entered into any into evidence. <laughs> yeah. You certainly won't find a trail of bodies in the secret alley. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, again, you know, the, the whole concept of this show, you really have to buy into, like, all of this having enough weight to be scientific in the first place, you right. know? So I think... Yeah, I think it did explore a lot of really interesting avenues with like, yeah, what if you hate your fucking soulmate? Right. Like, and then what does that <laughs> yeah. say about you? Like, exactly. The quest that you have to go on for yourself. You're just like, oh my god. My like, first thought was like, I'm what with if a guy who's like my soulmate says HD double hockey sticks. Like, what the fuck? How could you go on? My like, first thought was, what if my soulmate likes Dave Matthews? <laughs> right. I would kill How myself. How could you go on? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I think that's part of the power of relationships too. Is you just have to teach them. Like, I don't know. Sure. You change people, right? <laughs> I mean, what if your your soulmate is in ben hashtag will. 
No Shoes Nation. You, know? oh, you can't take away their whole community just because yeah. they're soulmates. Sure you can. <laughs> um, okay, we, we're That's low on time. Do you have any any great ideas for season two? I do. Uh, Let's have it. Uh, I mean, I think so. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> you guys be the judge. Go ahead and tweet your ideas for Soulmate Season 2 at us. I don't know if there will be a Season 2, by the way. Brett Goldstein's very busy right now. Yeah, He's got it's... a new show coming out on Apple TV Plus. Is that uh, coming you... out this Friday called Shrinking with Jason Siegel and Harrison Ford's first stint in TV. Oh, I hope he, hope he finds his footing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll see how that unknown fares. I am looking forward to that. Me too. Um, but anyway, uh, so my idea is... I want an episode where somebody is proven to be the one person in the world who doesn't have a soulmate. Mm. And then the hook is, so then, of course, they have to do an interview with Oprah. They have to. (laughs) So then they write a book called One is Not the Loneliest Number. And the entire world pities this person. And they attain attain immense fame and fortune. And the joke is that they're actually the happiest person in the world because they have... (laughs) countless people who want to fuck them because it's you know like it's it's, you know it's a novelty to fuck the one person who doesn't have a soulmate and um yeah they have this amazing life they're plucked from obscurity just by virtue of the fact that they don't have a soulmate and they go on to have an exceedingly happy life okay i love it yeah i i had a similar concept that's uh not as exciting or fleshed out but someone finds out that they have two soulmates yeah that's that's a good one it throws the whole like the like public trust of the technology sure. into question and the idea of soulmates but i did wonder if the show is fundamentally unable to introduce any doubt about the that original the person multiple personality disorder Ooh, <laughs> that's really good <laughs> <laughs> that's how they that's how the company spins it yeah, in the yeah. end this is the telenovela yeah. adaptation of <laughs> <Yeah>. soulmates <laughs> we're gonna do an animated app in season two we're going all out okay yeah yeah, yeah. I also um, liked your other one, if you can. I, I had a few. Um, one is that a woman hacks into the Soul Connect system mm-hmm. and fakes results to say that her soulmate is Keanu Reeves. Sure, sure, sure. And there is uh, no cosmic retribution except that she and Keanu Reeves live happily ever after. Absolutely. Um, I also thought, like, a 39-year-old man finds out, he takes the test and finds out that his soulmate hasn't been born yet. Yeah. And so the majority of the episode is him like struggling with what to do about this. Mm-hmm. Like, does he rethink, you know, the concept of age? Age is just a number. Yeah. Does he forever set his profile to private so that his soulmate isn't saddled with, you know, someone finding out that her soulmate's like 80. way, way older than yeah. she is? Um, and I don't know, he'll come to some decision. And then the episode ends with his like best buddy telling him that he and his wife are expecting a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's got the real Black Mirror vibe yeah, that yeah. we're looking for in season two. Um, do you have any more? No, that's oh, okay. I'm, I have, I'm uh... banking it all on one is not the loneliest <laughs> number. Um, I think there'll be one where like some like evil NGO like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation decide oh. to uh, provide this technology to um, impoverished communities in Africa or something with some like overlord idea of how it'll like reduce birth rates or something Mm -hmm. um and somehow it backfires because this is why people shit (laughs) yeah it is why people shit for sure and also the the you know whole premise of this test is that your soulmate could already be somebody in ethiopia but yes they just haven't taken the test yet. yeah yeah whatever so 
they're going to do that and then a bunch of rich white people are going to find out that yeah. their soulmates are yeah, everyone in Africa and they're like, pending. well. <laughs> um, and my last one is like uh, an American man takes the test and finds out that his soulmate uh, is one of the uncontacted peoples in like, yeah. the Brazilian rainforest <laughs> yeah. or um, there's an island called North Sentinel Island that has an uncontacted tribe on it that like I think people have tried to go there and they get shot in the face with an arrow. Sure. Um, but I thought you know, in the future, this tribe has been isolated, like isolated its whole history from white people. So how but do now, they take the test? Well, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some like some other NGO. They uh, are the shot. Clinton Foundation airdropped the they're test shot to with them the, for yeah, no reason. They are shot with the test like tracking darts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But okay, so we'll have to work out how they took the test. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all uploaded back to right. Soul Connect. Yeah. But um, because of climate change, this island is now threatened. And mm. so this is like this window of opportunity for someone to finally get in there. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to end with this guy getting shot with an arrow. Spoilers. But <laughs> okay, great. I thought, we'll workshop yeah, it. That, those are my ideas. Um, yeah, I think we're out of time, but anything else to say about this show? I don't know. Then we, I mean, we can really, you can play this out forever in that same vein. Who's the first person who finds out that their soulmate's a dog? <laughs> I mean, the, your soulmate can be asexual, right? It's just somebody whose values sure. al align with you. So who's the first person? Yeah. I mean, sky's the limit, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, I recommend this show. I really enjoyed it. It's, uh, it's either on Amazon Prime <laughs> I don't think so. We'll figure it's it out. It's possible that I'm too stupid to watch something and accidentally resubscribe to AMC Plus. Well worth it. But um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Indie Rock Roll Radio is up next, and we'll be back next week with more TV on the radio. Everything but you. I break the yolks and make a smiley face. I kind of like it in my brand new place. Wipe the spots up of the mirror. Don't leave my keys in the door. I never put wet towels on the floor anymore Cause trains last so long Even after you're gone I know that you love me And so you will see You're meant for me My mama, she was out for a walk Consoled a cup of coffee But it didn't want to talk So I picked up the paper It was more bad news My heart's being broken People being used Put on my coat in the pouring rain I saw a movie It just wasn't the same Cause it was happy Oh, I was sad and it made me miss you. Oh, so bad.